Nothing can stop us now. Did you miss me? When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. Hello and welcome to uh, the first uh, 2024 episode of Let's Slay with Swell and Jay. I am Swell and with me, of course, is... I'm Jay. Jay, what's up, Jay? Hey, what's going on? It's the first episode of the new year, 2024. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Um, I want to actually reflect inward briefly because the way in which I just sort of introduced the episode, and, and I'm pretty sure I've done it this way before has to uh i have to mention my friends over at the uh, out now with aaron and abe podcast i think i've basically stole it the way they do it just because i've been a guest on that show a couple times so uh it is an homage it is not a ripoff thank you very much thank you um okay yeah so uh yeah happy new year um i think we're still in the acceptable window to say happy new year it's still the happy, first month yeah so, happy new yeah. year it's still january you know uh, you know yeah, I mean, yeah. we make our own rules it's january hope the new year has been treating you decently uh thus far it's been snowing here a lot this week uh so it's been kind of uh sluggish and slow and you know there there's like 10 minutes of beauty and then it just becomes dreary and nasty yeah i mean um, I, I don't i don't know what that's like because i've been dealing with rain down here in good old supposedly sunny florida we haven't had much sun you guys have got all the snow and we've gotten the uh so uh one could the, say uh we have both been uh weathering the elements weathering the elements <laughs> weathering <laughs> oh, we love good pun here you do anyways <laughs> um we have a really fun episode uh for you this time and uh we want to look forward to the year of 2024 at the movie theaters um we're going to be talking about some of our most anticipated movies of the year uh, and really highlight all sorts of movies, you know, some of the bigger blockbusters, some maybe smaller or more obscure picks. And then, of course, you know, there's tons and tons of movies that we're going to end up loving by the end of the year, whose existence is barely known now that'll play the festivals this summer, or early fall. And, you know, you think back to some of my favorites from this year, like in January of last year, I had no idea what Past Lives was. And, you know, these films creep up on you. So we're going to, you know be focusing on on some all kinds of great movies and um yeah what do you think i'm looking forward to it i'm looking forward to it i think we have a great year uh upcoming at the movies and that's why we wanted to talk about this and we are going to talk about in an upcoming episode and we'll talk about our previews for next week um about talking about our best movies of the past year but right now we're talking about the future and we're talking about what is coming in 2024 and what we know is going to be out there as far as production wise goes. Yeah. And I think that there's a ton of stuff that is sitting on the horizon. That's very exciting this year. It's an exciting year to go to the theater or watch a movie at home. However you choose to like indulge in content. Yeah. And I, I think it's, you know, one of the things I, I said about uh, 2023 at the movies is it felt like the most complete year since pre COVID um, where, you know, there was just all sorts of films from all different directions in all genres. And it really felt that, you know, say what you will about the box office, obviously Barbenheimer was a huge success. It just felt like we were sort of back to normal and then the strikes happened. So maybe 2024 will be the complete year because there are some movies from 2023 that got pushed that we'll be discussing. Um, there's some sequels 
uh, that have long been either uh, in early stages of development that we're finally going to get to see this year. So I think there's a lot of interesting avenues. Uh, so Jay, why don't you start us off uh, and talk about one of uh, your most anticipated movies? So I'm going to talk about a movie. A lot of the movies on my list are probably on a lot of people's lists. Um, they're not they're not very obscure. Um, as you had said, I'm sure there's stuff that's going to happen this year um, that's going to be small or indie that is going to blow us away. Like you said, we didn't know about we weren't talking about movies like past lives, you know. In January of 2022, no one had, nobody, had ever thought of everything nobody. everywhere all at once. No, no. You know, I, it was I, like no. a footnote or or not even, you know, so yeah. No, for sure. Um I I really want to I really want to start off and kick this off by a movie that a lot of people have been waiting for for a while and was has been a little bit delayed because of the strike and and you know everything else that's going on in uh, in the industry is I want to talk about the Joker sequel um the Folia do um the the musical Joker uh that's unpopular to say these days apparently to say your movie is a musical right to have musical numbers in it um uh I am very intrigued by the fact that Joaquin Phoenix will be returning uh, along with Lady Gaga playing Harley Quinn in a musical uh, regarding the Joker and and what we assume is the relationship between the Joker and Harley Quinn. Uh, Again, Todd Todd Phillips is coming back to direct again. Uh, It's it's definitely, I think it's going to be different and stand out because, you know, who's doing a, who's basically doing a musical thriller film these days that often, you know, like a mass release, like a, with like a $150 million budget. It's not, it's not something that happens a lot these days. You know, I mean, we, we have both talked about it before we went on the air here is like, we have both talked about the mean girls uh, movie, the, the musical edition, and which is fantastic. Really enjoyable. Yeah. Which is great. And I think it's a prime time for and and Wonka was is done yes. really really well. Oh my gosh, it, it, it was so it's, good. It's been one of those classic stories of a movie that opens right before Christmas, and because people are off school, and then good word of mouth builds. Even though it had a pretty good opening, the legs it's had remind me a lot of you know what the Greatest Showman did, where you know more and more people discover it and see, it and it just has really good sustainability. Um, so yeah. I think musicals can do okay. Uh, I think I think they can. I think they can. I like to see I like to see studios taking chances on really large tentpole films that are supposed to be big releases in a year. I really um, and especially I think it's right now Joker scheduled to come out in October, like beginning of October. And I think it's a perfect placement for it because it's that time of year where like I think that a lot of like large scale releases that have like, you know, uh, you know, like quirky premise, like a quirky premise. Yeah. Um, kind of succeed like in that September, October timeframe. Right. So I'm really excited about that film. And of course, you know, Joaquin Phoenix, you know, a lot of people have talked about his original performance, you know, playing the joke right. before and seeing the character and the tone shift where we're going to have a music musical number. And of course, Lady Gaga is incredible. Uh, you know, I, yeah, he's incredible. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. I will briefly say, and this is probably one of the very few times we're going to disagree. Okay. Uh, which is mostly just because I hate that first Joker movie so very much. Oh, I know you dislike it. For I know, so I, many I, reasons. I, I know you dislike it. I know. But if you had said to me, is there a way in which you could be somewhat interested in a sequel to that movie? I would have jokingly said to you, yeah, I mean, if it was a musical with someone like Lady Gaga in it. Yep. So, so despite my intense dislike of the first, 
I will probably see it because I'm a whore for a musical. Uh, I am also a whore for a musical. And I, I, I think that this is the way I know that there's a lot of we could do a whole episode on the on the uh, statements the original film uses or, mm -hmm. you know, the problems about how it handles mental health. Yeah. It, and things it, of yes, that nature. Exactly. Um, but I think that I think that turning this second this reprisal into a musical is a definitely a solid business move. Yeah. On their part. I'm and very I'm I'm very intrigued and we'll see. Yeah, absolutely. So I went first. Now, what's your first one? Okay, so uh, I want to talk about Lisa Frankenstein. Lisa uh, Frankenstein, yes. And there's so many reasons why. Uh, the first and most important is that the screenplay was written by Diablo Cody. And yes. to me, based on the trailer and what I've heard, this feels like the spiritual follow-up to Jennifer's body that I've been waiting for. Um, I think Jennifer's body is a brilliant basically masterpiece of horror comedy that got such a bad shake when it first came out. But if you go watch that movie now, it's so clever and it has all these broad feminist ideas and the dialogue is sharp and it's, it's just a really great movie. Um, and so to see Diablo playing in this like horror comedy sandbox again is exciting. But the most intriguing thing about this movie is that this is directed by Robin Williams's daughter, Zelda Williams. Mm -hmm. And I just think that that's so interesting. Um, and I just, I can't wait to see what they put together. The trailers look really funny. Um, so it just seems like one of those early movie uh, movies of the year that could surprise some people. I am looking forward to that one as well. I, I think that the um, having Diablo Cody involved and Zelda Williams, I just, I think, I think it looks tremendous. It looked really funny. I laughed really hard at the trailer. The premise is, the premise at its core is something that we've seen, right? Yeah. Or oh, yeah. it's a retelling in a way, but with a with a different bent. And I I for one am looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, so I will say, so coming off your kind of supernatural movie, I will go to my own uh, mostly supernatural comedy movie. And I'm going to I'm going to be lazy here in a way and say that I'm looking forward to the new Ghostbusters movie in March, <laughs> Frozen Empire. I know a lot of there's been a lot of chatter online about Frozen Empire about People are not expecting a lot from the movie, right? It's 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 been delayed because of the strike and everything like that. There's been a lot of people that were really 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 liked the last movie. You know, it, it was a kind of a good reset for the series, and we're really high on it. And I, and I've, I've been seeing a lot of like negativity around like Frozen Empire online because I guess because the premise is different of like a you know an unending winter. You're not dealing with like slime like they normally do, you know, or or you know things of that nature you know, like the other two, the other like original two films. I actually think this movie is going to be, I have a punch that this movie is going to be really good because again, bringing back the old cast members, uh, putting them in a situation of peril where it's New York in the summer, but it's frozen in winter. I like the fact that they're returning to New York City because anybody that loves the Ghostbusters franchise and knows it intimately will admit that the city of New York is also a character. In, yeah. in, in Ghostbusters and it means a lot to the series yes you can take movies of Ghostbusters outside of the city of New York but Ghostbusters is New York City and New York City is Ghostbusters yeah um it, it, it you can do a mo one movie in the country like they did before or whatever like that but it was always destined to come back to New York City because the the series the series of movies are about their love letter to the city um you know, I, I just think they're a giant love letter to the city, and I expect it to 
do that again. And I'm really, really excited for that film. Can I say something that might be controversial to some no, people? No, please, please. I enjoy Ghostbusters Afterlife more than Ghostbusters 2. Uh, same. I think same. It, it's a really enjoyable movie that both plays with the ghost, Ghostbusters iconography, but mm-hmm. also feels like an homage to like the Amblin movies that Spielberg and his team were making in the 80s. Um, it has really fun characters. So yeah, I I um I don't know what to think about Frozen Empire. Um, it's definitely a twist, and I'm glad they're back in New York. Um, I'm definitely gonna see it. Um, and yes. yeah, maybe you know I, I agree. I've heard some negativity. Um, I wouldn't say I'm negative about it. It just we'll see. I it could be good. And yeah. uh, keep an open mind and absolutely, absolutely. So yeah. number two for you. What do we got? What do we got? What do we got? Uh, okay, next I'll talk about uh, Inside Out two. Oh, um, yes. Listen, I am by and large a Pixar defender. I know that their reputation in more recent years has suffered a little bit and and I haven't loved all of them, but I still think they produce really strong work um, for the most part. And Inside Out is one of my absolute favorite Pixar movies. So we could sit there and be cynical and say, yeah, you know, Pixar just went back to this well, uh, made another sequel to a movie that people loved because they've been struggling, but most of the time when they've done that, the results have been really great um, from, in my opinion. So uh, I I think this is going to be charming. I like that it seems to be expanding the emotions. I like the new cast members. The one thing I don't like, if I can be a little critical, is that some of the voice actors decided not to return because they did not fail. They feel they were be, being offered fair pay um, compared to the other cast members. So that is somewhat disappointing, but I am holding out hope that it's going to be a really good new sequel from Pixar. Well, hopefully, I, I think that it's 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 great to like one of the things about Inside Out Two is they're approaching anxiety. I'm really interested in how they approach anxiety because as time has gone on and we've understood mental health better and how anxiety affects people, and I I'm very interested to see um, how they present that. Um, to a large scale mass yeah. audience. Um, um, I, yeah, I think I think the first one did such a beautiful job in so many cases for me at least mm. in dealing with its emotions, particularly uh, in a way that um, younger audiences could really learn from and resonate with. And hopefully, if it's written similarly well, that maybe some younger people out there will get a better understanding of anxiety. You know, so many people are so quick to just, you know, ignore it or judge it or whatever, when it's actually a very real thing that many people deal with. So hopefully, yeah, I'm, I'm bullish. Hopefully. I I think that, I think that it's, um, uh, you know, it's, it's hard for Disney these days because, you know, they basically cannibalize their own business with Disney plus as far as their theater uh, going experience. I'm hoping that the film uh, has legs and has a wider audience that it can speak to. I know it took, I know we talked about other Disney releases on this podcast and I know it took wish a little bit of time to find its legs. It, it, it did eventually make some money, but probably well, not, you know, elemental yeah. elemental was actually an incredible situation where when it opened, it just did pretty meh. Yeah. And then throughout the entire summer and into the early fall, it kept doing well and ended up being a pretty big success. Sure. And then on on streaming, it's been one of the most streamed movies of 2023, 
period from from any platform sure um so maybe that success will have won them back some favor in the theatrical experience and then you couple that with the nostalgia for inside out and it could could work because for the most part other than maybe cars and that's for its own things the pixar sequels have done well yeah i agree i I, i'm hoping that i want disney to have a hit i i i do i do want them to embrace their theater going audience outside of their streaming business i know it's a big part of their 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 business strategy but i think there's space for both and I'm, i'm hoping that it it finds legs just like elemental did um you know late legs like wish did i'm hoping that you see you see uh, fervor around the movie that people want to see it, especially with a June release. You know, a lot of people have been very critical of Disney about like, why are they really, first it was, why are they releasing in the summer? No, they're no well, longer big summer June, blockbusters, you know. Like, June historically for Pixar has been hugely successful for yes, them. Yes, correct, correct. They have had that mid-June date very frequently and many, many movies have made a lot of money for them there. I'm I'm really hoping that I'm really hoping for a hit in this one and just yeah. I love I love it I feels love, rude uh, weird rather to root to root for the, for the giant corporation success yeah. of a giant corporation. corporation yeah um like at the end of the day I don't care but I do care in so much as how these things continue to do or not do sure will directly inform the quote unquote creative decisions the company decides to make forward and I am fearful that some of what's happened is only gonna serve to have the company generally making even more middle of the road and pedestrian films mm, instead yes. of really trying to to do something yeah. so yeah i'm rooting for inside out too i and i think it's gonna be good i i agree i agree yeah Whew. Whew, that was a lot that was a lot Whew. of discussion on thanks for coming on that ride with us guys yeah oh boy <laughs> oh boy yeah uh i i honestly I honestly, um, I honestly, and we're not even going into anything that's not going to be like, not as just, it's going to be just as heavy guys. I'm, I apologize because the next movie on my list is kingdom of the planet of the apes. Okay. Um, I know it's been positioned around Memorial day because those movies, the last trilogy was so huge and mm. they're, they're, they're so, those films are so good. Um, they have when those films were first releasing, like the first one, those films had no business being as good as they were. Uh, Andy Serkis's performance as Caesar, you know, um, just just tremendous performance uh, as far as the motion capture work. And I, I will say this, um, it's going to be interesting to see because I think they're positioning this as the start of like a new trilogy and to see if this can find legs with a new generation and a new audience because we're a little bit removed from the last three movies, right? And this movie is a direct sequel. It takes place after the quote-unquote reign of Caesar after he's already kind of ruled over the new world. So we're looking at another young ape coming into a world that is ruled by apes and humans are obviously second class. And it's going to be interesting to see what socio-political commentary happens because that's what these movies are about. They're always about some kind of socio-political commentary about the othering of the othering of other people and 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 suppressing their rights or maybe suppressing their natural um their natural existence uh i i honestly am looking forward to what they're going to be trying to say with kingdom of the planet of the apes because this new movie is 
and I and I'll read the brief synopsis to you. And they say it's basically after the after the reign of Caesar, many years, a young ape goes on a journey that will lead him to question everything he's been taught about the past and make choices that will define a future for apes and humans alike. So mm. if we're going to do a movie and probably a message about possibly uh equality, and uh I'm sure that I'm sure that's gonna resonate in the year 2024, um, given the state of the world. Um and and the othering the othering or or basically the belittling of others or making them feel less than or subhuman where you can subject them or hurt them or things of that nature. Um, I think that the movie has is going to have a lot to say, and I, I I love the original trilogy for that. I I I I'm I'm very it's going to be very interesting. It's Wes Ball doing this one, so you know the guy that does the Maze Runner movies. So it'll be very, it'll be very, I'm just very intrigued to see where they're going to take this. I, I have nothing to add. I agree, <laughs> I agree with, I agree with every word you said. 100%. Yeah. I just, I was like, I love those movies and I just will yep. ramble all day about it. And, know? and I guess, okay. The one thing I would add is you said it's uh West ball from the maze runner movies. And I think he is a really strong director. I think, those Maze Runner movies are actually all three of them really darn good. If you haven't seen them, yes. um, of all you know, we, there was in that era, uh, you know, around Hunger Games where we got and Twilight, we got adaptations of every freaking YA series up and down the popularity pole. And mm-hmm. when other ones that were seemingly more popular didn't even finish their trilogies, and we never got sequels, and then some of them got so bad. Maze Runner series was solid as heck, and and the you could see a director with each successive movie get more and more confident and strong in his ability to direct action specifically. Like the third Maze Runner one movie has some incredibly staged and choreographed and well shot action sequences. So if he can translate some of that into this, I think it's it's promising for sure. I love it. I love yeah. it. So your next one. Uh, okay, next one I'm going to talk about is Maxine. Maxine. Um, with three X's there in the middle. This is the uh, third film in the X and Pearl series starring Mia Goth, directed by Ty West. I absolutely love X and Pearl so very much. Um, they are such uh, unique horror movies from each other, featuring same uh, the same characters in some cases. Um, but the way that they work together is so audacious and brilliant and they're they're so fun in their own ways. Um, and the fact that they made another one that's now, I think, in the 80s and is going to be playing in the sandbox of an entirely different genre of film. Um, I, I can't wait. I'm so excited. Wow. I and think it's going to be fantastic. The first two films are, are so good, right? So and, good. And, and, and it's interesting because like I know that there was they came out back to back right within what, a year? Less, I think maybe less even less because they think were filmed at the same time. They were filmed at the same time, and he just didn't tell anyone at first. So it was like that. I remember, I, so it had been spoiled for me, but still, like being in a theater and then all of a sudden being like, "By the way, there's another one. We got you." Is so cool. I, I I honestly had a lot of apprehension with the second one. I'll be honest. Um, when when I saw like the tone of it, I I was kind of like, I don't know what they're going for before I saw it, and after seeing it, that. It's one of my favorite scenes is that dinner scene. You know exactly which one I'm talking about. The one where they're sitting at the table in the storm. Yes. Is Mia Goth in that scene. She deserves an award just for that scene. Oh, 
I was very much on the she deserves an Oscar nomination train. She yes. was incredible. Yes. Um, the, the look on her face, like the movie. I mean, if you haven't seen it yet, go see it. We're going to talk spoilers about some of this stuff. We apologize in advance. Um, talking about the toll mental illness, especially in a period of time where people did not understand mental illness, can take on a person and a person feeling very isolated and alone. And watching her in that moment sit at the table and know, know, she knows, right? She knows in that moment, right? That there's something wrong with her. She says it multiple times. But the pain on her face, to watch her face contort and watch her kind of sit there and kind of work the problem with her, almost like malleable clay, and kind of just like work it through and realize that there's something really wrong with her and coming to the realization to herself that there's like nobody there to help her. There's nobody there to, to, to stop this train that's rolling down the track already. It's the, it's, it's done rolling down the track with no brakes, you know? And I don't know. I just, I love that scene so much. I love it. I just, yeah, it's so great. And the other thing I want to say is um, also starring our new Superman. Oh yeah. The guy who plays the projectionist at the movie theater. Oh, okay. Who she ends up sort of dating a little bit. He's I did our not, new Superman. So I did not know that. I did not know that. I was a uh, man. I'm man. I'm in the dark. You know. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Like he was pretty much a nobody. But yeah, I, I'm excited for that. All right. What's your next one? Uh, I will say my next one is again. I've my list is pretty easy. I would say Deadpool three is on my list. It's on a lot of people's list probably that's listening right now. Uh, a lot of people that are uh, fans of, like, they say the comic book genre or even the Deadpool movies in general because they they kind of fall outside the bounds of, like, the the typical comic book, what you would say, comic book movie, uh, comic book franchise. Uh, the the third one, uh, we're getting, we're getting, uh, we're getting uh, the return of Wolverine, right? You know, we're getting, we're getting the return of Wolverine, which is amazing. You know, uh, Hugh Jackman's returning to play Wolverine, which everybody loves Hugh Jackman, right? We love Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. I, I think everybody is, has, you know, that's the role people grew up around with him, you know, before he was doing a lot of other very talented stuff that he does. I I will say that it's going to be interesting to see the, um, again, I, I've been using this word a lot, but seeing the tone of Deadpool 3, um, it's directed by Sean Levy, the guy that did Free Guy and, you know, the Night at the Museum movies. And to see... A lot of people expect that this is the movie where we are going to, now that Deadpool kind of falls under the Disney umbrella, Disney, Marvel, whatever you want to call it, umbrella, that we start to see the weaving in of the X-Men. And we've already started to see that in other Marvel movies, the weaving in of the X-Men to try to roll out a new edition of the X-Men to the world in movies or other television franchises over the next five years, give or take. Um, I, I think that it's a big project for Disney. They're handling it with care of how they handle the X-Men. We're getting piecemeal scenes with with, with X-Men characters. And they're, they're basically handling the X-Men with kid gloves because they know how important uh, they are as a property uh, when it comes to just the Marvel Universe in general. And I think this movie, it's yes, it's about Ryan Reynolds and making cracks and playing Deadpool, but I think it's far more likely that the movie is about Hugh Jackman and Wolverine's journey and about how that fix fits in with the X-Men and how the X-Men fit into this universe. So I'm, I think it will be one of the biggest hits of the summer because people love the Deadpool movies. 
And I, I think they have a position. They had that position in July, like end of July, like the 26th of July. So I'm, I'm very interested to see how it ties in. I'm more, I'm more, I know it's going to be funny. I know it's going to be good. And, you know, those movies are always a hit. I'm just more interested to see what the tie-in is by the end of the movie that they tie Deadpool into the larger universe. That is, you know, what, what they have with Marvel in general, because Marvel needs a hit, you know, after what's been happening with them, you know, the last couple months, they, they need a hit. They need a hit. You know, Quantum and, Mania didn't do them any favors. You know? And we both kind of like the Marvels, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I love the Marvels. Love the Marvels. I, I think that people have been overly critical of the Marvels. I don't agree with the criticism. I think it's a phenomenal movie. Uh, Quantum Mania, I, I know the misgivings of Quantum Mania. I don't hate Quantum Mania. I, I get what people are saying. I think there is a little bit of Marvel fatigue out there. And it's because the formula, I want to see them grow outside of the formula. I, I, I think that Deadpool is a great franchise because it's like, when you put Wolverine in there and what they're kind of positioning it as, it's more like a buddy cop comedy, you know, mm. in a way. Like it's like a buddy cop, good good cop, bad cop type of deal. Um, I, I like that a lot. I think that, I think that there's room for different types of Marvel movies told from different voices in different genres, and I think that Marvel should be attempting to step into different spaces. I'm not saying they got to go run a musical tomorrow. Uh, but I think that they shouldn't be afraid to make movies like the Marvels that work so well that show other voices and other people from other lifestyles and backgrounds. That's just me. Yeah. Um, listen, I, I will admit I am apprehensive for many reasons, mm. um, but am I going to be seated the first possible time I can in a big Dolby screen? Also, yes. Um, I think it has a lot riding on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the fact that it's the only MCU movie next year or this year rather, um, is a good thing for the brand. Yes. Um, and I am open to being wowed. Um, so we'll see, but I, I, yeah, um, it's going to be very interesting to see how that, how that goes. Oh boy. Yeah. I, I would think if I'm a betting man or, or maybe I read this rumor, I think we're going to get our first look of it at the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think that if if we could have a separate sidebar, I think that we're going to get a, I think we have a if you were to ask me what we were going to see during the Super Bowl, if we want to have a fun little sidebar about that. I think we see Deadpool three. I think some stuff like Dune part two and whatever else. You know, you're going to see that stuff, obviously, in the Super Bowl. My other surprise during the Super Bowl, which is a, a no, I know a movie it's not on either of our lists. I think we're going to see a a teaser, at least for Twisters. Um, That's my big prediction for the Super Bowl. I think Ooh, we'll, I think Twisters. I, I think we're going to neither of us. We're going to talk about Twisters. No. but I think I think the Twister sequel. But I think that we get a I think we get a a, a 30 second uh, little teaser for Twisters. Hey, Jay. Hmm. You know, what's even scarier than Twister. What? Multiple twisters. Multiple twisters. Coming to Multiple theaters 2024. Twisters. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So I'm going to talk about now uh, Hitman, directed by Richard Linklater. Um, this movie played at the Toronto Film Festival and uh, maybe Venice also. I'm not sure. Last year. And got rave reviews. Netflix bought it for a ton of money. They're planning a, a legit theatrical release with it as well. Not just going to premiere on the platform from what i understand and it stars and is co-written by glenn powell who i think oh, wow. is just so charismatic um so charming i think he's 
on his way to, towards being like a legitimate movie star, the mm. likes of which we haven't necessarily had um, a new one in a while, uh, you know, outside of, say, some of the Chris's and the, the, the Marvel actors. Sure. Um, so, yeah, I, I and I love Richard Linklater, too. I think he's such an interesting filmmaker and he's shown he can do good movies in literally every genre. Mm. Um, and he takes risks. So I'm just I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be really fun and dark. And uh, yeah. Oh, man, I uh, we 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 still don't I still don't uh, I still don't know how I feel about that film. But I think that you I think that you uh, you put it how uh, I'm kind of I don't know. I, I I I hadn't really looked into that too much, but I, I think that um, I'm all for anything that involves Richard Linklater. So, mm. <laughs> uh, uh, there's, I, you will not, you will not see me ever complain about a Linklater film. I mean, maybe you will, I don't know. Um, um, but I, I will definitely be, as you said, seated for that. So <laughs> perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so you want me, you want me to go my one last time? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to choose a, a, a guilty pleasure of mine because I love the first two films. I, I had a lot of choices here. I want to let everybody know. I could have talked about Twisters. I could have talked about, I could have talked about Argyle, you know, I could have talked about the fall guy. I could have talked about Craven the hunter or something oh, of that boy. nature. I could I'm have glad talked you about, didn't. Yeah. Well, I could have talked about Furiosa too, which is the other, you know, thing yes. that, you know, I could have talked about, we, I, you know, there's a lot of things we could have talked about here. Um, but I'm choosing to talk about A Quiet Place Day One. Oh. And the reason that I'm choosing to talk about A Quiet Place Day One is because, again, I like the other two films. I really do. Um, the the original Quiet Place film, when it released, um, if people remember, A Quiet Place was never meant to be a franchise. Um, when John Krasinski made A Quiet Place, the, the original, it was a it was a concept piece that was only we were they were only going to make one film in fact when he was doing the press tour he was like i'm not making any more of these and then people were like well what if it's really successful would you make another one and he's like you know he was kind of apprehensive about making another one or doing another one and here we are doing another one and it's 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 interesting because like they they have uh they have kind of put it in uh the hands it's a prequel right it's a, it's a, it's kind of a, it's kind of a, a spinoff prequel, right? And this is the third one of these movies that we had, and um, it's coming out in June. They positioned that like the other two, the other Quiet Place movies have always been positioned like in the spring, right? They're not, they're not summer releases. They're not normally big blockbuster releases, but finally they're relenting to it. This new one is going to take place in the city, right? So the other two take place in largely like post apocalyptic areas where the creatures have kind of taken over and and people are trying to not make noise if you haven't seen the series go see it i'm not going to explain the plot of a quiet place to everyone um the the thing that's most intriguing is we're talking about scenes inside of like places like new york city where seeing how the creatures come and how they affect a large populous area not a suburban area or a country area but large metropolises right and I like the idea of like taking a film or a series of films and being like, hey, we've always had it in this setting, but what if we pick it up and transplant it somewhere else? 
And I, I really like when that's done. I, I didn't, I didn't think I had an appetite for a third one of these, but I kind of do now. Like I kind of like, I've kind of like the closer it gets, the more I'm thinking like, yes, I want another one of these. And like I said, I really love the other two. And I think that they're, you know, John Krasinski, obviously, and, and Michael Sarnowski, they wrote, they wrote the other ones together, right? This is not, this is not a change in tone or anything like that. It's still the same people making, making the film. So, um, and it's starring, uh, uh, it's starring like Lupita Nyong'o, you know, uh, I mean, I, I love Lupita so much and having her in a film like this is, is phenomenal. Again, telling stories from different perspectives with other voices Instead of like, oh, the suburban looking heterosexual, you know, white family from, you know, Duluth, Minnesota, you know, hey, if you live in Duluth and you're li and wishing, listening right now, I love, you know, that's fine. You know, I love Duluth, um, but you know what I mean? So it's about, <laughs> it's about like telling different stories with different people. And I'm super, super, super excited about the film because the other two are a big guilty pleasure for me. And they always play really good at, with audience scores. So, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful. Yeah, that that's an interesting one. Um, I like that uh, Joseph Quinn from Stranger Things is also in the cast. Yes, yeah. um, I think this could you know continue to make his uh, star rise. Um, and Michael Sarnowski, who wrote and directed this, made this film called Pig with Nicolas Cage. Great film. That is fucking fantastic movie. Nicolas Great Cage film. is incredible in that movie. Incredible. I think it's on Hulu um, or or one of the services. Um, if you haven't seen Pig. You should watch it. So that's really exciting. Um, all right. I only get one more. Is yeah, that... you got one right. more. Okay, one more. so, oh, you know, I could have talked about Dune 2, and I can't believe we didn't. But, you know, I think that's everyone's most anticipated, you know. Um, Could talk about Challengers or Mickey 17 or Nosferatu. There's, there's so much. There's like, so much. You know, there's so um, much. I'm really yeah, excited for but, Dune. Yeah, Dune 2, man. Uh, I, and the... <laughs> We don't even need to talk about it because everyone's everyone's excited for it. You know, I love that first one and this looks great. Um, okay, so the movie okay. I'm going to talk about, and uh, maybe I'm only talking about it because I just think its very existence is hilarious, but I also think the cast that's been assembled is incredible, and I'm like so hoping that it actually ends up being worthwhile, and that is Gladiator Two, Gladiator what, Two, or whatever it ends up being called. Um, <laughs> I am rooting for Ridley Scott on this movie. He's got, you know, Paul Mezcal in there, Denzel Washington, Connie Nielsen and Derek Jacoby are back. Uh, Joseph Quinn is in it, talking about him again. Uh, and then like the icing on the Sunday, Pedro Pascal is supposedly Pedro in it. Pascal. Oh, so, and uh, good, good roster. Oh. Um, and, you know, I don't know exactly what the plot's going to be, exactly how it's going to fit in with the original, but... You know, I think Ridley Scott, as he gets older and older, just keeps, you know, just doing whatever the fuck he wants to do. Which I love. Which, which I love. <laughs> um, and which I, think, I love. <laughs> I, I think it's so, like, charming, and, and he's one of the few people who can get away with it. And, you know, he's made some really interesting movies. Like, The Last Duel was awesome, if you haven't seen it. Mm. Um, you know, and The Martian wasn't even all that long ago. So let's go, uh, Ridley Scott. Wow, us all with Gladiator Two. I'm, I, I just, I'm so excited. I, even if it ends up being a trash heap, which I desperately hope isn't the case, 
how could you not want to go see Gladiator 2? It's I mean, it's almost sounds on. like a movie Jack Donaghy would have proposed on 30 Rock. He's like, we're going to make a sequel to Gladiator. What? <laughs> but it exists. It looks to be of the highest order. I know they just wrapped filming this week because yes. Paul Mezco posted photos about it. I he was smoking wait. a cigar with Ridley Scott. Yeah, that photo was awesome. I was like, "Those are my boys." I've like, got to see their movie. <laughs> I really, I really want them to do do like they did with with uh, Twister. Just name it Gladiators with an S. Gladiators. I also love, and I I like how now there's this like younger generation of actors who are not caring as much about PR and just being honest because I think people yes. are resonating with authenticity these days because they for sure, just for yeah, sure. they Paul Mezcal is like man if Gladiator 2 makes me a superstar I'm gonna be so fucking depressed because <laughs> he's a brilliant actor he has an Oscar nomination now he he's predominantly done like smaller independent films like After Sun and All of Us Strangers and this is like his really first major major big role so, yeah but the fact that he said that I was like ah oh, yes not super manufactured or manufactured to be unmanufactured, which is maybe a cynical thought too. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> I, I, that's, I mean, you, that movie was on my radar, but I just talking about it has me even more hyped. I'm gladiator I'm, too. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm going to be in there and seated. I might have like a, I might, I might have to like, I got to get something that like, I'm going to eat there. I'm going to like eat chicken wings, you know? Something yeah. I was, like, I was like, Troy. man, you go see yeah. this movie at like the Alamo draft house and have a cheeseburger and have a cheeseburger beer. Yeah. You go outside and smoke afterwards. <laughs> like... <laughs> oh oh boy. Outside, I can't like, wait. I'm going to make sure that, you... that we get to see this together. So what he said was, what we said was go with a friend that you can shirtlessly fist fight after. Yes, exactly. Afterwards. <laughs> and listen, it's coming out, you know, thanks that Thanksgiving week. Thanksgiving, yeah. Um, which I think is the perfect time for this movie. Um, you yeah. can take take the whole family. Take the whole family and fight in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, it's gonna be oh awesome. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so good. Um <laughs> honestly also i'm really excited to hear the score by harry gregson williams i love oh, movie yeah. scores um and you know hans zimmer didn't return but harry gregson williams is one of his proteges that works at hans's uh like music factory so um yeah i mean gladiator too all right well listen i think that was maybe the weirdest most anticipated movie list ever and we couldn't um, begin to cover it all because no, there's so and much like, we, coming like out. Like the fact that we just like had Mickey 17, Furiosa, Dune 2, and some of these and like some <laughs> of these it. other ones is an I afterthought. Love I love it. Like, oh, there's gonna be all sorts of interesting things this year. Mm. Um, and I'm excited. And you know what? I, I like being excited for things. Like, you know, we've talked about this in other contexts on this show, but the thing I want to leave this with sort of is the notion that social media and the internet can get so toxically and overwhelmingly negative at times. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the I like to call it the click baitification of cultural discourse. Um, and so the fact that I actively choose to just be excited for things. And you know what? If it doesn't work out, oh, well, I'm not going to, you know, cause a scene because I'm disappointed. But having things to look forward to makes the days go by quicker and makes life more joyful and I think puts better energy into the world. Um, mm. So, you know, that's why I like to do this. And and hopefully there's all these fun movies and other ones we didn't even mention. 
um, that all of us, uh, all of you listeners are looking forward to. So if there are, um, let us know what we didn't cover that you're looking forward to. Um, you could tweet either of us or or find us uh, on our uh, Let's Slay pod Twitter page and, excuse me, X page, whatever. And mm-hmm. uh, let us know which ones we missed because uh, there's we barely scratched the surface. Barely, 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 we, barely scratched it. But you know, what's really great about having this podcast is we are going to be able to talk about stuff that surprises us this year and be mm-hmm. positive, like you said, about those things and, t- and say what, what yeah. is, what is great for us or what spoke to us or what resonated with us. And you're going to hear us in the coming weeks, talk about what we really liked in 2023 too. Yeah. And, and, and you know, yeah. I, I think, um, you know, we've talked about this and, we're going to try our very best to do an episode a week um, this year. We're working on it. Yep. Um, we're going to do our very best. That's not going to always happen. You know, thing gets in the way, but, you know, we just got started last year and then I had the elbow situation and then yep. life gets out of hand. But, you yep. know, we're really dedicated to continuing to do this because we enjoy it. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, share it with your friends. Leave us reviews or comments uh, on whatever platform you listen to this on because that helps spread the word. And uh, thank you reviews. so much for listening. Reviews. reviews thank you so much for listening we will back be back next week where as jay said we're going to talk about our favorite movies of 2023 so we'll be looking back Mm. let's slay let's slay nothing can stop us now did you miss me This baby hits 88 miles per hour. You're gonna see some serious shit.